No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. That's why Club Wealth was founded, to help driven, successful, and busy real estate agents like you double their business while building a strong, balanced home life. Join us each week as high-producing agents and team leaders share their stories and unpack the principles and systems they've used to double, triple, and even quadruple their business while enjoying greater quality of life. And now, here's the latest episode of Club Wealth TV. Hey, everybody. Michael Hellickson here with Club Wealth Coaching Consulting. Super, super excited today to have Grant Wise on. Dude, I like smart people. Uh, and I like being the dumbest guy in the room. And let me tell you, right now on this webinar, there is no question I am the dumbest guy in the room. Between Brian and Grant, I am in great company here. I'm super stoked to be on with these guys. And uh, let me tell you, Grant is a very, very intelligent guy who's very, very dialed in, uh, particularly on Facebook, man. This guy really knows what he's doing. And he's getting a transaction. Now, this is, this is what blew me away when I first saw this. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is sick. And I know Grant to be, you know, a guy that's for real. So especially when I see this from a guy that's as for real as Grant, I'm like, whoa, dude, you've got to be kidding me. A, a transaction closed for every $72 spent on Facebook ads. Grant, that's a huge claim, man. I mean, that's, dude, if I can spend $72 and get a closing, dude, how often can I do that? Like, I'll do that all day long, every day. Here's my, like, I'll give you $72,000. Give me a thousand transactions right now. Like, that's awesome. So first of all, thank you for being on Club Wealth. Brian Curtis, uh, as my co-host, for those of you that don't know him already, uh, Brian is the king of Bentonville Real Estate, or Bentonville, Arkansas Real Estate, uh, which is awesome, which means he sells just over 330 of the uh, of the 400 transactions a year in that state. Um, so maybe not quite that many, but I know he's closing over 330. So that being said, Brian's also one of our coaches here at Club Wealth. And uh, so Grant, talk to us. Tell us exactly how we're doing this. This is crazy. Yeah, man. Thanks again for having me. I really, really appreciate it. I don't know if uh, I'm the one that's making you the, the not smartest guy in the room, but <laughs> I really appreciate Both of you. Are you kidding me? Appreciate the thoughts. Maybe there's something in that Arkansas water because I, I, Brian's just across the street from us. So it's, uh, um, but it's nice to be on here. I really, really appreciate it. And um, yeah, so it is, a, it, it is an awesome claim. Uh, it, it's awesome to be able to say it. Uh, we have a client in Indianapolis and right now she's selling a home for every $72 that she spends on Facebook ads. And uh, we have a process that, that we go through to to be able to really kind of get those types of results. It's very important that a lot of what we teach and train on is followed. And when people do, there's some real magic happens. Um, you know, she's, she's somebody that's doing it for every $72 she spends. I know clients that we have that have sold a home every $40 they spend, every $21 they spend. Um, there's, there's a lot of magic that can happen when you get all the parts of the puzzle in place and really understand not just Facebook lead generation, you understand brand building, you understand follow-up, and you understand how to close deals. Uh, you, you can make some just absolute magic happen, uh, for sure. So, um, you know, if you want, I can, I can kind of go ahead and just start to dive in into how people can, can understand how to do that. That would be fantastic, man. You can feel free to share your screen. Do you have the ability to share your screen now or? Um, I do. Uh, if you want me to, I can absolutely show the screen. I don't necessarily think that, uh, we, we need, don't to, need to. Don't worry about it. Just do it. Whatever you got to do, man. Just, just educate us. 
Well, I mean, the first thing that um, agents need to understand is the first rule of marketing. And that is that you've got to know who it is you are working to do business with. If you don't understand who it is that you're working with, you're, you're not really going to, to have the level of success that all of us sitting here on this, this training know that you're capable of. And so if you're sitting, you know, by a, a notepad or something right now, uh, I'd encourage you to write this down, but, you know, draw a little stick figure on your piece of paper and uh, give them a name. Um, if we do this exercise, and a lot of people don't understand who they could be thinking about. And we're trying to write out who our ideal client is. Um, so think about maybe the best transaction experience you've ever had. How many of those clients would you uh, would want to have more of? What was their name? Um, so, so write out a name. So let's say the name's Karen, right? The first thing that we need to know about Karen is, you know, what's her situation? Uh, what's her family status? Uh, where does she need to live? What type of home does she want to, to live in? Where uh, does, what schools does she need to be near? Uh, what is her profession? What's her income status? You want to know every obsessive detail that you can find about these people because it makes it easier to market to these people on Facebook. And I'll go into why in a second. But the next group of items that we want to understand about these prospects is um, really more uh, hobby oriented. Where do they like to hang out? Where do they like to shop? Where do they like to eat? Where do they like to congregate? And we want to know those things so that we know... <coughs> It's kind of an extension of things, but how do you kind of geo-target a lot of those people? Now, I understand if Facebook's pulling some of that stuff out and they're really going to be limiting the way that we can geo-target, but you still can do it if you understand how. And that comes with targeting and we can go into that later. But understanding where these people congregate, where they associate, isn't just important for understanding where to drop a pin. It's also important for all of the other forms of advertising that you might be doing. Um, if you guys have never used this tool before, Google Facebook Audience Insights. And as you begin to plug this profile into Facebook, they will literally tell you the top 10 businesses that they associate themselves with in a given marketplace. This lets you know exactly how, if you do print, where to send your print advertisements. If you put up posters, where to hang them. If you interview business leaders in your, in your market, and I'm going to explain why you should do that, exactly which business leaders to go out there and interview. The, the, the Facebook Audience Insight tool is so powerful and really helping us understand who our consumer is based on Facebook. And if you think that you know more about a customer than Facebook knows about a customer, I'm just here to tell you that you're wrong because Facebook can listen to their conversations 24-7. So um, we want to make sure that we know exactly who it is that we're marketing to. You want to know their political affiliations. You want to know their religious beliefs. You want to know everything that you can. There's no detail that should be left out when it comes to knowing who your ideal customer is, what they like, what they want, what types of uh, real estate programs would benefit them, what type of loan programs would benefit them, it tells you who to create business relationships with the marketplace. The second rule of marketing is understanding that marketing is messaging. And the more you know about your customer, the more you know how to attract them. Are you going to talk to a million-dollar buyer the same way that you would talk to a veteran that's trying to buy their first home? The answer is no. Right. No, so totally understanding who your client is will tell you what type of marketing to create. We live in a world where everybody's jamming value, 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 content, 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 create it, create it, create it down your throats. You go through eight hours of a day sitting on your phone, scrolling Facebook, trying to decide what you're going to create. And you don't actually end up doing any work. Right. It's because you're so confused about who you actually want to be talking to. And when you eradicate all of that, 
you really zero in and lock in on who your ideal customer is. You know exactly what type of message to put out into the marketplace. And that's really, really powerful. Now, I'm really big on understanding who your customer is psychologically. Marketing. Brad, I'm going to stop you just for a second. So it, here's, here's an objection I hear every single day for what you're talking about. By the way, I agree with you. But so what do you say to that person who goes, well, I want to talk to everybody. What, what's, what's, cause you hear that. I don't want to miss anybody. I want to deal with the luxury and the, and yeah. the veteran and the, this, what do you tell that person who go, who, cause I, I know what I want to say to them, but you know, I want you to cover that because there are someone listening to this right now is going, I don't like what Grant's doing because I want to talk to everybody. Yeah. So remember this quote and write it on your bathroom mirror and hang it on your computer, wherever you need to be to see this quote every day, the person that works with everyone works with no one. Yep. Person that works with everyone works with no one. I understand that you understand real estate. I understand marketing. I, I, I'm in the marketing world. You're in the real estate world, right? And I'm speaking to any agent that's out there listening to this saying, I don't know that I want to work with everyone. The thing that you have to understand is that there is a large group of people that exist that are your ideal customer. There's not just one person. We use that one person, however, to create the, the kind of platform or the foundation for who it is that we're gonna go out there and talk to. I could guarantee you, you take your ideal client profile, you plug it into a tool like Audience Insights, and Facebook will show you that there are anywhere from two to 20,000 people monthly working in your marketplace that are interested in the things that you've got to talk about. In, in Rogers and Brian, you're really familiar with this. Rogers, Arkansas, there's downtown Rogers. That is a certain click of people. And if you go five minutes, 10 minutes, the other direction, you're right inside of Pinnacle, which is an absolutely different class of people. You've got to decide who it is that you want to market. I know agents that they only work this downtown market. And I know agents that literally the name of their company has got something Pinnacle in it, right? If you want to work in Pinnacle, you name your company partially that. Right. So understanding who your customer is, is not ever going to limit your ability to do more business in the marketplace. It's actually going to do the opposite. It's going to kind of inject steroids into it because now you've carved out a niche. Look at my niche, for example. I'm the perfect example of this. My name is Grant Wise, and I teach real estate agents how to use Facebook ads. I don't know how much more niche down and specific you could be. Uh, going into a marketplace. I could easily say, my name is Grant Wise and I teach business owners how to do Facebook ads, which instantly brings around a confusing question in a client's mind. Well, does my business qualify? Uh, I'm a gym owner or I'm a doctor or I'm a chiropractor or I'm a dentist. Can you help me? Instead of bringing clarity to the conversation, if I was to be talking to a dentist saying, hey, my name's Grant Wise and I teach real estate agents how to do Facebook ads, he instantly knows he's not my customer. But what does happen is that five agents he knows because he cleans their teeth just came to mind and I just got a few referrals, right? So really, you've got to get clear. Hopefully that answers the question, Brian. Yeah, no, it does. And I think it's important for people to understand that people have a fear around, I have to be available for everyone all the time. And if I, if I get too specific, then, I, then I'm kind of, you know, I'm screwing myself, but it's, it's really not true. And the more, and this is just a general marketing rule as, and this is before Facebook, this is before the internet. 
Yes. Specific is always more powerful than general. And I, I understand. Does that mean that I don't sell a house for a million dollars in Pinnacle and then go sell a $30,000 REF? No, it doesn't. But we're talking about the marketing part right now. And you're going to get ancillary things that come from doing the type of marketing. Yes, this is my ideal client. Somebody comes in who's not your ideal client. That doesn't mean you kick them down the road. Absolutely. That just this person is slightly less than ideal. And, and I really think that people need to hear and understand that because the ideal is just where you start. And when you become very specific, I love that example. Um, as someone who has been done networking for years and years and years, you know, I, I was in a networking group and one of the things they always told you is get very specific. I'm looking for a family that owns a three bedroom, two bath, has two kids, goes to this school and people looking like you just narrowed it down to nothing understand how the brain works. And I think that's mm -hmm. to your point. When I, when I make it too general, the brain goes, that's not me. When I make it too specific, the brain goes, well, that's not me, but I know three people it is. Yes. So, awesome. Awesome. And if, I appreciate it. If you guys are still struggling with that, check your transaction history. If you didn't sell 350 homes last year, like Brian did, then you should absolutely just listen to whatever, whatever you say, whatever you say. Dude, yeah. I love that you said that. You know, and I'll tell you why I love that because I'm a real believer that if I haven't sold more real estate than a given person, then guess what? When I hear them speak on a particular topic in regarding real estate, guess what? I need to be listening to them. Absolutely. It cracks me up that in this business, there are so many people that want to give you advice that have never done what you want to do. Stop taking advice from people that just like to hear themselves talk and start taking advice from people who have been where you want to go and done what you want to do. If Absolutely. you want to make more money advertising on Facebook, start listening to Grant White. You want to make more money selling real estate, start listening to Brian Curtis. I mean, dude, this this goes without saying, it really shouldn't be that hard to figure out. But in this industry, there's so much talking being done. There's so many people out there that want to be in your ear that it's too easy for people to take bad advice from, from people that may or may not be ill-intentioned, right? Most of them are well-intentioned, I believe. Um, but the reality is you got to stop taking so much advice from so many different people and really get clear on who do I want advice from and only take advice from them? Absolutely. So um, if start with you guys, I'll get back to kind of where I was going, talking Absolutely. about, you know, one of the next greatest things, and, and you hit the nail on the head a second ago when you said that um, this is before Facebook, this is before, uh, you know, anything else really. And the, the truth is that marketing is marketing, sales is sales, business is business. Those are... Um, laws, if you will, principles that have been around since the beginning of time. And one of the things I'm really big about is understanding who your customer is at the core level, because when you understand who they are and you understand uh, marketing at its core level, it doesn't matter if Facebook ads stop working tomorrow. You can take what you learn and you can apply it to the next platform or to the next thing that comes about. And that's all that marketers do. Our marketers just understand marketing. And they're able to take that and apply it to Instagram or Pinterest or LinkedIn. And that's why we have so many products that we have available to us today as new things have been developed. So if you guys understand this next part of what I'm going to talk about, you'll be able to take it and apply it anywhere. And really understanding consumer psychology is, is so important. I got this out of a great book called Breakthrough Advertising written by Eugene Schwartz. It's a $900 book on advertising. If you can get it, I highly encourage you to. But this is what I learned from Eugene and how I applied it to real estate. And that's understanding that there are really three basic mindsets that a buyer or seller goes through in the real estate process. And this is going to sound so kindergarten, but understanding it, it's really going to help you get to the next level and understand who your customer is. The first 
mindset, the first level, what I call level of awareness is unaware. And I know that sounds so kindergarten, but the buyer or seller is unaware of their desire or need for the real estate process. The only thing that we get to leverage in marketing is desire or need. It's the only thing that we get to leverage. We can't go out there and over-educate the marketplace. I guarantee you've been in a conversation that, that was somebody that neither had a desire nor a need for real estate. And it was the most uninteresting conversation that you probably had because you were trying to talk about real estate. It's like you put a billboard out on a major traffic highway and the advertiser that sold you on doing that said, you're going to get all these people who are going to see your advertisements. That's great. Impressions are great. But how many people actually took the next step, which was opting in or calling you or setting an appointment? If you look at that type of impression report versus that type of action report, you would see that you really are paying $4,000 a lead or whatever the, the crazy cost of doing that billboard might have been. What is so powerful about Facebook is not its 2.5 plus billion daily users. What is so powerful is that we can directly and strategically market right to the type of person that we want to do business with. That brings me to my second phase of awareness is what I call home aware. This is when a buyer or seller is aware of their desire or need for the real estate process. Now, we all know a company that uh, goes by the name of Zillow right? That is either liked or not liked, depending upon how you currently feel. But what Zillow has done is they have masterfully, masterfully dominated the real estate space because they understand this principle. They understood that the buyer or prospective seller just wanted to see homes or just wanted to see what their home was worth. They created a platform that gave them that information. And when they opted into that, they then introduced them to a real estate professional. What we have to understand as real estate entrepreneurs is that if we give the client what they want, not what they need, we're going to get a lot further in the marketing process. So remember that, write that down, give them what they want, not what they need. Because the truth is we were giving them what they need. You're still not even the first step. They need a loan. They shouldn't even be talking to you until they got a loan. It used to be that we would go get a loan. The loan, the loan officer would introduce us to the agent. The agents would show us houses. Now, if I'm laying in bed saying, honey, I think we should buy a home, I'm picking up my phone. I'm going to discover that I need a realtor to go see this home. That realtor is going to ask me if I've been pre-approved and then I'm going to meet a loan officer. The whole process has been flipped on its head because we understood what the customer wanted and stopped trying to shove what we needed down their throats. This pulls you know, I'm glad you're bringing this up. It's really, it's really interesting. Because, you know, you look at the information business, right? So here we are, we're a coaching company, and, you know, in the real estate space. And we, you know, we help agents grow their business and we help them grow as, as, as professionals, as, as people. Here's what's interesting, though. They will pay us to teach them how to grow their business, but they won't pay us to teach them how to expand their mindset, as an example. And more often than not, what they really need is to expand their mindset so that they can grow their business. But what they want is... Tell me how to get leads. Tell me how to, you know, get, you know, more business coming in the front door because they think that's the only thing they need. But what in reality, they need all these other things. But to your point, you've got to take baby steps, right? For example, when a buyer contacts you, you got to show them the freaking house. Don't try and get them pre-approved right now. Don't try and get them pre-qualified or, you know, force them to jump through a bunch of hoops. They want to see a house, show them a freaking house. That's what they want. When you give them what they want, then you can move them toward what they need. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I have that, uh, I just think it's called a pyramid of problems that real estate agents have. And it's the progression of, you know, a coaching business, really exactly what problems to solve at what times that most real estate agents are going to, going to have them. And, and, and you, if you're listening to this, you should develop the same thing for your clients. What is their pyramid of problems? Where are they going to start? And then where are they going to finish and fill in that gap? Um, <clears throat> absolutely. It's a great point. That's a great point, Michael. Yep. Um, Michael. <clears throat> um, so and by the way, before, before you move on, while, while we've got a kind of a quick little break here, I got to do two things. One, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, WiseHire, uh, not to be mistaken with GrantWise, uh, but WiseHire is a company that Brian and I use and that a lot of our clients use to help us with recruiting for our businesses. Uh, you can find them at clubwealth.com forward slash WiseHire. That's Wise with a Z. Uh, we freaking love these guys. They do a great job for us. They help us get lots of candidates through the door. Uh, so shout out to them. Next, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Yelena Bali, uh, and I'm slaughtering your name. I always pronounce that wrong. I'm so sorry. Uh, but she's asking, uh, how do I know who's BSing and who isn't? And my answer was, you know, well, great question. You know, look at what they have done, not what they say they will do. But the question is, how do I find out, right? Well, I would say ask them, just point blank, ask people, hey, what have you actually accomplished? And you'll be able to tell by their response if they're full of crap or not, right? If they're, if they're him hawing around and, you know, if they give you vague answers, drill deeper, right? Ask them, well, okay, so you say you, you closed two transactions a month. How many did you do last year? Well, last year I did two transactions. Oh, so you did two transactions one particular month, but not the rest of the year. Oh, I get it. So you clearly don't know what you're freaking talking about. Um, that's my point, you guys, is make sure that when you're taking advice from someone, you drill deep and make sure that you're getting advice from people that really ought to be giving it. So go ahead, Grant. Love it, love it, love it. So I was, in the, I was at the second consumer mindset, which is home aware. And then our final consumer mindset or the final consumer uh, level, levels of awareness is what we call home plus you aware. This is where a buyer seller is aware of their desire or need for the real estate process. And now they are aware that you can help them. If you look at a company like Zillow, they'll generate a lead, then they'll sell it to four or five people, right? They're introducing them to the person that can now help solve their problems. And once this happens, that's really where your work begins. You, you've got to begin building a relationship. And there are many, many, many ways to do that. I like doing it through social media, which is why we get a ton of pre-booked appointments. We don't spend a whole lot of time hammering the phones, hammering texts. We do a lot of email marketing, but we are getting people just to self-identify and pre-book time to meet with us. We meet with a large volume of people, so it's not necessarily the smartest thing for us to do to have people on text, have people on the phone, have people uh, really trying to set those appointments. We need an automated system to do it for us. Not every agent is in the exact same situation. If you're on a low budget scale, you're probably only ever going to book 8 to 13% of those appointments on autopilot. So if you're not spending a ton of money, it's really not going to get you a lot of places. But if you're generating 1,000 leads a month, you're probably going to set 8 to 10 appointments a month, if not more, um, from a lot of those types of things. Or I'm sorry, if you're generating three to 500 leads, uh, cut it in half. Not everybody's doing that type of volume. But you get my point. So <clears throat> understanding who the buyer is and understanding what they're thinking throughout this process is going to help you understand how to solve problems for them at specific stages. When you know what your customer's feeling, you know exactly what to give to them. And that's, that's really, really important. 
So hey, Grant, let, let me stop you for a second, and I apologize for keeping interrupting you, but these are in my brain. So, you know, you say three to 500 leads a month, or let's say, you know, for let's talk about what you feel like the average per agent, because so, you know, for a team like mine, we've got a bunch of people on it generating 300 leads a month. It's not a big deal because I've got 15 people to work those leads. Right. So that's not even, you know, 15 divided, that's only 20 leads per person. That's not a big deal. But I'm going to guess when you say three to 500 leads, the average person goes, oh my God, what am I going to do with 300 leads? Absolutely. That? So, you know, talk a little bit about that. So, you know, how many leads, Facebook leads, do you feel the average agent can work in a month and be effective? Because one of the things that, and we haven't talked about this yet, but I'm going to guess and go on the limb and say that you're definitely going to talk about follow-up and understanding that, you know, where they're at in the funnel or, you know, they're not, they're not down here. They're up here. You're, you're fishing upstream for lack of a better way to put it for people to understand that concept. So, you know, if I give you 500 leads a month, that means I got 500 in January. Now I got a thousand in February. I got 1500 in March. And oh my God, I just, my mind just blew up. So give me an idea of that and, you know, what you're realistically talking about. Let's just talk about it on a per agent uh, basis. Yeah. So I think that you know, on a per agent basis, if you get an agent anywhere between 80 to 120 leads, they're going to be very overwhelmed with the amount of work that they've got to do if they're doing it the right way. As a real estate agent, you should be looking to, to generate maybe 20 to 50 leads a month on your own, and you're probably still going to feel a little bit stressed if you're working all of those leads. The, the truth is that you should be touching, quote unquote, a touch is uh, a call, text, email, Facebook message, Facebook video, ad, the, any type of touch point, um, a prospect eight to 12 times. I believe you should do it every day, the first three days that those people are a lead. And then you should kind of pull back a little bit and let some automation kick in. If you're doing that, if you look at a compounded effect, you've got 10 leads that come in on a day. Well, 10 times 12 is 120. Well, tomorrow I've got to double up. That's 240. Uh, third day, that's 360 touches in a single day, it's not really possible if you also want to be a real estate professional too, right? right. So I think that there's this gap to answer your question, Brian, that, that an agent needs to pay attention to. A, you've got to understand what type of business that you want to be in. I think that's really, really, really important. And if you ask Brian, if you ask Michael, I'm sure that these guys can coach you through understanding what that is. If you want to be a high production agent, you don't want a lot of staff, you've got to be able to generate a lot of leads. And you've got to be able to properly work and nurture a lot of leads. If you can't do that here on the phone every day, you're probably going to be in trouble unless you have a system that can do it for you. And a system can look, today a system looks totally different than it did a year ago. And there's three companies this year that have come out with AI-based text messaging within their CRM platforms that make it look like it's really happening. And this really drives the point forward where my whole objective is getting people to book appointments. So my emails to you will be to get you to book an appointment. My text to you will be to get you an appointment. My follow-up Facebook ads will be to get you to book an appointment based on your level of engagement. I'm not going to spend a lot of time actually manually calling you, texting you, doing a lot of those things. I'm going to let my systems do that for me. There comes a weaker conversion in doing some of those things. You should understand that. You're not gonna get as many people to convert through, but you will free up a dramatic portion of your time so that the people that self-identify, maybe book an appointment or maybe raise their hand through you know, a different part of your quote unquote funnel, 
you know exactly who you're going to focus on. I'm not the type of person that wants to talk to people that don't want to talk to me. I only want to speak to my clients, my customers. That's the only people that I want to talk to. I'm in a different phase of business than, than anybody that's listening to this might be. So is Brian, so is Michael, so are a few other people. If you're just getting started, you need to live here. Absolutely live here. 100%. You know, you, we're fortunate you don't have to go out and knock doors if you don't want to. You don't have to cold call if you don't want to. But you better be living on this phone six to eight hours a day talking to people. Not scrolling Facebook. Talking to people. That's important. If you can do that, you will meet some of the numbers that we've traditionally wanted you to get to. You can talk to 100 people a day. You can, you know, theoretically knock 50 doors a day. You're just doing it differently. It's, it's the same concept, I'm just doing it a little bit differently. And thanks to technology, I can send a video to 15 different people at one time and act like I'm having a very real conversation. So you've got to understand what state of business that you're in so you know exactly how your follow-up should be. If I've got a big team to feed, I probably have a little bit of capital that I can put towards an ISA. You guarantee I'm going to hire them. I've got some capital put towards buyer's agents. You guarantee I'm going to hire them. I'm going to have those people working the leads the way that I would work the leads. And I would do it exactly like Brian's done it, have a team of 15 that's getting 20 to 50 leads. I'm not going to give them all the opportunity in the world. I'm going to give them a piece of opportunity that they are going to have to work for. And if they don't prove that they can handle that, what on earth makes you think that you need more of that, right? You actually need less. If you're not able to take 10 leads and turn one of those into a customer, something's wrong. So this is the concept that I talk about, and I think it, it, we're in complete agreement with it, but I'm, I'm going to break it down to simpler. I feel like in the internet world, we've gone wide instead of deep. So what happens is we go wide, 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 and we go, all these leads suck. And then we go buy some more, and we go, all of these leads suck. And then all leads, I guess my better call Zillow because I can't generate my own leads, and these people are way too far up the funnel. And, and I get that. So I, you know, I'll tell on myself a little bit. I was one of the first agents in our market to buy Zillow and this is the worst script ever. So write it down and make sure you use it. So when the client says to you, I'm six months out, you say, great, call me in six months. By the way, if you do that, that person will <laughs> never, ever, ever, ever call you. But that's, that's right. so understand that I would love to go back and tell myself, you dummy, don't do that. Follow up with them, have a system to do this. But I, I guess I just didn't know. And I'm okay admitting that I make mistakes. But, you know, listen to what Grant's saying. He's not saying go out and buy 25,000 leads and, close, and hope to close one. He's saying, this is what I just heard you say, and I think you might be a little bit high end on that. But basically, if you talk to 10 people, you should close one. I don't know if the leads are quite that good, but nonetheless, right. it's definitely not talk to 700 people and close one. And I feel like that's kind of where we've gone. We've gone to this whole, I'm just going to, I can just generate more, generate more, generate more. What's my CPL? It's a dollar and 37 cents. So I can just generate more and more and more and more. But the problem is you just get into overwhelm. It's like you're trying to find a needle in the haystack. And guess what? You created the haystack by buying more and more and more and more. So understand where you're at and understand what you have the ability to do and then make that decision that Grant's talking about. Do I want to use automation? Do I want to use AI? Do I want to use a CRM that sends out emails, text, video, text, voice drops? All that stuff exists today and you get to make a choice. But understand this will not work. Buying a thousand leads and calling them each once and then not understand why the leads suck. The leads don't suck. You suck. Amen. 
You know, let me, by the way, I, I want to ask everybody that's watching right now, how many of you are actually advertising on Facebook right now? And if so, how many leads approximately per month are you bringing in? I'm just curious. Uh, I want to see how much of our audience is actually bringing in leads uh, through Facebook. Like Lee Garland, I see is watching Bernadette Samar, Andy Kantz, uh, uh, we got Jason, Eddie, Michael, all of you guys. I'm curious, how many leads are you bringing in from Facebook per month right now? And if the answer is zero, if you're not doing any Facebook marketing, put, just type that in there. But I think it'd be really eye-opening uh, to kind of see kind of who's doing this. So Grant, go ahead. Absolutely. Um, so based on the way that the consumer's working and acting, guys, we, we, we create what we call levels to you know, some of our marketing processes. So we've got level one, level two, level three. Level one is kind of like trying to generate cold leads. This is why you guys go buy leads from Zillow. You're just trying to bring in opportunity. And I feel like you should have a cold advertisement in place 24-7, 365. It should never be shut off. You need consistent opportunity that's being moved into your business. It's very, very important. Level two for us is kind of the warm part of uh, our, our marketing process. So let's say, for example... Um, you know, Michael, you, you find this new product that you, you think that you want. What's the first thing that you do? I want to tell my friends about it, man. I really love this thing. It's awesome. Check let's it say, out. Let's say you haven't bought it yet. Let's say you got this new product. It just hits you and you're thinking about buying it. What's the first thing that you do? Oh, gotcha. I thought you meant I was using it already. Okay. So if I find, if, if I find a new product, first thing I want to do is I want to find out, you know, are any of my buddies using it? Is it a good product? Is it, you know, I want to learn more about it. Yeah. And I guarantee I'd bet my last dollar um, that every single person watching this does the exact same thing. When somebody opts into a campaign, they instantly go into what we call discovery mode, where they are trying to discover if they like this product, they're going to go to Google, they're going to go to Facebook, they're going to go to Instagram, they're going to go to their preferred platform of choice, they're going to go to their family, they're going to go to their friends, they're going to go to everybody that they can to quote unquote gather reviews on whether or not they think this is a good place to be. Now, Brian said a second ago, 5,000 leads, call one, it's done, move on to the next. <clears throat> this is the follow-up method, the preferred follow-up method of agents all over the United States of America. I'm going to call them, I'm going to text them, and if they don't reply or they don't give me the answer that I want, I'm going to move on to the next one. Turn in your pocket card right now. Turn it in or go find a Brian Curtis of your market and say, I'm going to work for you as a buyer agent because I obviously don't know what I'm doing and I need help. And I'm not being... Uh, I'm not joking. I, I'm being dead serious. If that is your follow-up method of choice. You are not the right realtor in the market right now to be helping anybody. You need help. You've got to understand that. You might not like that answer, but it's the truth. <laughs> You've got to understand how to properly follow up with people. My def definition of follow-up and yours, I guarantee, are absolutely polar opposite. This well, is and Grant, really quick on that note, you know, it depends on where they're at in the buying process too, right? Like a Facebook lead is usually way earlier in the buying process than a Zillow be. or a Realtor.com lead. It, it, it can be, right? And that's the point. Like if you can convert one to 5% of the leads you generate from Facebook, you are making tens of thousands of dollars. You are bringing yep. in 400, 800, 2000, 4000% ROI like some of the people that we work with. It can be. And that's why we've got to go through this identification process. The, the cold lead that comes in traditionally is early on in the process, right? Like we talked about their kind of homeware. They just know that they want a home. They don't really know much else, 
right? When we move them into our level two, which is kind of the warmer audience, this is where building a brand becomes really, really crucial. Because people are going through this discovery phase, trying to understand who you are, trying to understand if you're the right person to help them, we've got to provide them with the right content to help them make that decision. And I'm going to show you guys examples of these here in just a second. I'll share my screen and show you some ad examples. But then they move through the third process or the third level, which for us, that's our hot leads. Those are the people that are the most ready, the most qualified to do business. And it's all gauged on engagement. We study somebody's behavior based on how they act with us. If you have a website that's integrated with IDX, you somebody, somebody looks at the same house 15 times. Obviously, they're interested. And this is just a pro tip. This is not a part of my presentation. If you have an IDX and you can see that somebody looked at the same home five plus times, drive to that house, take a video of yourself with the house in the background, say, hey, Nancy, I saw that you looked at this house quite a few times. I can talk to the, 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 the real estate agent, the listing agent today. I can get us a showing appointment scheduled. Would you like to see the inside of this beautiful home? That will get you a ton of business. Um, just a, just like a little conversion hack. Um, so we've got level one, level two, level three, hot, cold, warm. It's really, really, really very simple. So if it's okay with you, like I'm going to show you some examples of these, these ads. Yeah, please do it. And by the way, while you're doing that, while you're sharing your screen, you know, it's really interesting to me what you just said, because most people would never go to the trouble of doing that. Right. But how powerful is it when they see the, and you, you got to make, if it were me, I would want to make sure that I was in front of the house so that it looked as similar as possible. Like I'd try and stand where the person was when they took the picture of the front of the house that they're seeing online so that they can tell, hey, wait a minute, that's something I recognize. That's a house I've seen multiple times. And now this guy's talking about it. Okay, that's Ninja. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you have access to all this information. Not everybody's gonna do it, but again, that's why I would step into a market and close a ton of deals. I'm not a real estate agent, I'm a marketer. But I tell that piece of advice to as many people as I can, the people that use it, they don't sell that house traditionally. In some cases they do, but they do get a client because you just prove that you are willing to do stuff that nobody else is doing to earn my attention. And if you earn my attention, you can earn my business. And so that's, that's really powerful. So what you're seeing on the screen here, guys, can you see my screen? Yes, we can. These yep. are three examples of homes list type advertisements that will get you a ton of results. 52% of people in 2017 that, um, that bought a home also had a home to sell, right? What, so was, that's it, what was that percent? 52. 52. That's up. Last stat I heard was 40%. So that's really good. 52% of buyers in 2017 had a home to sell. Guys, I hope everybody heard that because this is, especially those of you that do open houses and such, it cracks me up. People are like, oh, I don't want to work with buyers, so I don't do open houses. Are you nuts? That's <laughs> where a lot of listings can come from. Yeah. So what, what that statistically means is that one in two leads that we generate probably has a home to sell. So people ask me, how do I generate uh, so many seller leads? I don't do it the home value way because so many people are doing it. It's a very worn out advertisement. Advertisements can get worn out. We have to create new ones. We use the homes list strategy. If I'm sitting there and I'm in my $300,000 house, I just got a pay raise and I want to go to 500, I'm going right to wherever I can to look at homes. If I am sitting in a $300,000 house and I just got fired, I'm going right to wherever I can find homes to rent. Either way, I have to live somewhere. I'm going to search out my options. Understand that um, even rental leads can bring you opportunity. It's not going to be as much, but... We use this advertisement because it works so well. Now, I've used this advertisement in the United States. 
I've used this advertisement in Canada. I've used it in Australia. I've used it in Germany. I've used it in Bali. I've used it all over the world. Everywhere we use it, it works. And so take these examples and plug them into your market. Now, here is a hack for how to get these to work so well. If you can, do a little bit of research in your MLS and look for the last 90 days of um, median price point in the marketplace. So Northwest Arkansas, what is it, Brian, right now? Is it 275 still or is it up a little 45, bit? 45, 60, somewhere there? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a little over 250. I haven't checked on it recently, to be honest, but somewhere in that range. So let's say that in Northwest Arkansas, the median price point of homes sold is 250. What that tells us is that the highest turnover point in the marketplace right now is at 250. That's where all the action's happening. You can go sell luxury, you're not going to get as many at bats. You can go sell weaker price property, same thing, you're not going to get as many at bats. Where the highest turnover point in the marketplace is at 250. So what we'll do is we'll run an advertisement. <clears throat> so, you know, attention Northwest Arkansas, kind of like this, uh, this advertisement right here explains, click here to get a free list of homes priced under, we'll go to 249. It's just a little retail psychology and uh, opt in whether right now we're using Facebook lead ads working the absolute best um, opt in to get this free list of properties. What consumers want is list of homes. Um, that's why they go to Zillow. That's why they go to the real estate agents website. That's why they go to any of these platforms. They want to look at list of properties for sale. If you can provide this list, you are doing yourself a massive, massive service by bringing in people that are now looking and they're looking at that medium price point where we know that most of the marketplace is working. This also works for open houses. If you spin it and say, click here to get a free list of all the open houses going on in the market this weekend. Uh, it's another way to bring in ready buyers that are a little more close or a little closer to, uh, you know, buying a home and heading them off so that you can pull them to your open house or so on and so forth. Um, so this is just a great example of an advertisement. Now, another pro tip, and this is going to go away, but I highly encourage you to use it right now while we have it is leveraging zip codes. The MLS will also, if you pull a county based report, show you which zip codes in the county are plus or minus, we go $50,000, plus or minus 50K of that median price point. So let's say, uh, for example, there's two core zip codes here in Rogers, 7756 and 7758, and then you've got Benville, which is one, two, and I don't know what spring out payable are. But let's say we pull a report and we see that well, Rogers, 72758 is in this median and Bentonville, 72712 is in this, but the 72756, they're actually much lower. What we'll do is we'll only target our advertisements at the zip codes that we know the median price point is plus or minus 50K of the, the price point we're marketing to. And I know this is getting a little confusing. But what no, this actually makes really good sense, actually. What we're doing is we're targeting people that are getting ready to trade up or people that maybe are pre-approved for 300, but they don't want to spend that much money, come down to 250. We're targeting the, the geolocations of markets in, an, in a whole county where we know people are going to import, want to move into our market. This is great for farming subdivisions. If you're trying to sell at a subdivision and you want to market to a county of people that can import into it, it's also great to market out of a subdivision, uh, kind of reverse farming. So there's a lot of really cool ways that you can use that data. Again, it's going away. So use it while you can. Now, it might not go away till the very end of the year. It might go away tomorrow. But if you can use it, use the tools that you have available to you. They will only help you get higher quality leads because they're 
more concentrated, they're greater targeted at the audience that you are wanting to business with. So this is kind of a front-end example of uh, something that anybody could do. Any advertiser, any agent could put this advertisement out today and begin to generate leads. So <clears throat> we talked about level one. That was level one. Now I'm going to dive into level two, which is our retargeting content. These are great examples of retargeting ads that you should run. Now, this is going to take me a second, but I need to elaborate on why video works so well. So, Michael, Brian, do you guys have anybody famous that you follow? Author, athlete, uh, celebrity? I follow Brian Curtis. Brian Curtis. All right, this is perfect. It's pretty boring to follow me, but okay, thanks. <laughs> so, so let's say for just some weird reason, Michael, you and I are having a conversation and I began to bash Brian Curtis. Oh, he doesn't really sell 350 homes. His collar is always inside of his jacket. I know, it's driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> just, nice. just kidding. But let's say for some reason, Michael, I started talking and speaking negatively about Brian. What would you instinctively do? What would you instinctively feel? I would instinctively believe that you were not my kind of guy. You would instantly put a defense up, right? Yep, that's right. Now, if we were speaking about a celebrity, usually you probably wouldn't actually personally know this person, right? Let's say Brian is a massive celebrity and there's no way that you could ever meet him. You just knew what you saw about him on TV or through social networks. You, you really only see about 8% of his life, maybe. You don't actually know if he's a great guy or if he isn't. Is that the truth? Mm -hmm. That's right. So <laughs> there's a reason that this happens. Is psychologically, it's called a parasocial relationship. It's where one person builds a relationship with a character and the character has no idea the other person exists. It's most common in celebrities. So let's say, you know, we, I, I travel a lot, do a lot of these. Everybody says The Rock, right? Nobody knows The Rock personally. They just know what they see. Um, and The Rock doesn't know them. Now, our TV networks, uh, our, our TV used to be these big screens, the sat in the living room. And we watched ABC, NBC, CBS, right? We really grew to celebritize what we saw behind that screen. Now it's this device that we refuse to take out of our hands. And our networks are Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, LinkedIn. What we see behind these screens, we are having the same, the exact same type of effects as to what was taking place on a TV screen. Point being, when you put video out there, we have been programmed since we were little kids to celebritize what we see behind that screen. Now you have all this video content being pushed out on Facebook. Facebook's driving over 96% of its traffic to video. Why? Right? Because we are so enamored. We are subconsciously programmed to fall in love with what we see. And I always follow up on this question. How would you guys like it if you were walking down the street and somebody tapped you on the shoulder and said, oh my gosh, you're that real estate agent. I see you all the time. Or if you weren't walking down the street, two people at our networking event and Brian Curse's name came up and one blindly and faithfully defended the other, defended Brian because of what he's seen. It's the way that we are programmed. It's the way that we're wired, which is awesome because it gives an opportunity to leverage that on social media. So when we generate a lead with somebody that um, you know, comes to the homes list and then we immediately start to retarget and remarket to them we are now instantly kind of celebritizing ourselves in their mind. They're programmed to kind of develop an affinity for us. You guys are in a race to build a relationship, 
That's why everybody tries to follow up. Speed to lead is so important. That's why we're making so many steps within some of our, our technology, uh, you know, instant calls and those different types of things that, that we're adding. We've got to get to the consumer first, right? It's not the first to call. It's not the first to text. It's not the first to email. It's not the first to do any of those things. It's the first person that can successfully build a relationship. Social content this way gives us an opportunity to do that. So as you guys are seeing kind of on my screen here, we will instantly immediately begin to retarget with people uh, who we are, what we do, whether that's about us type content or uh, as you see on the far left, or that's about the business type content. This is who we are. This is who we serve. If you're not a prospect of this, you're probably going to watch a lot of it. That's fine. You're not going to move down my funnel. Or that's somebody like Jeff over here on the far right who's giving away, you know, really good pieces of educational content. It's really, really simple. And you can partner up on this. If I'm a real estate agent and I create a, if I'm generating first-time homebuyer leads, for example, the very next video you're going to see from me is a video of me interviewing one of my top preferred loan officers about the top five things that you must do in order to uh, get pre-approved or pre-qualified to purchase a home. It's logical-based content. There's three triggers that we have. Gain. What do I stand to gain from this? Logic, does this make sense? Fear, fear of missing out. If I'm going to interview a loan officer, I'm going to embed those things into the conversation. Gain, what do I stand to gain by watching this? I'm gaining the knowledge of understanding how to buy a home so I don't mess up the process. Logic, I'm gonna make sure that there's a lot of logic poured in there. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. And now it's hard to trigger the fear element when you're just selling the home, right? You wanna force somebody into a conversation, but the best way to pull out the ready now leads are to offer an incentive. Hey, for the next three days, uh, my preferred loan officer, Jeff, is gonna be offering $500 uh, rebate or whatever. I don't know how some of that stuff works, but, uh, or I'm going to be offering a $500 rebate, uh, which means you'll save $500 off your next home purchase. You just simply have to message us or whatever your call to action is, set up with my company and we'll get this stuff set up. You're extracting a lot of those ready now people because you're offering an incentive that will go away if they don't take action, right? So there's little subtle things that you can do that aren't pushy, but pull a lot of your best leads to the surface. So I know I went on a real tangent there, but I wanted to make sure that you understood that video is so powerful. And what's even more powerful is that 99.5% of the industry, probably more, isn't doing it. And that's where the real magic happens. That's where the magic's always happened for guys like Michael. And that's where the real magic has always happened with guys like Brian and any other successful uh, real estate professional is they saw something that was working well and they saw that nobody else was doing it. So, uh, Brent, maybe you can quote us a statistic. I'm apparently a stats guy. So I've heard, and this is old data, so I'm, you probably follow this more than I do. I've heard that video gets viewed seven times more on Facebook. What's the, what's the number nowadays? I would have to, to go fact check that. Okay. Um, so but I was told that it gets viewed seven times more than, than a, a thing. So, and, and that's just a random stat. And what, what it means more than anything else for me is it's getting looked at more. Therefore, I should do it. And whether it's double, triple, seven times, a hundred times more, that's what I'm hearing. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Even if it's just double, it's worth doing it. I mean, geez, you know, if it's getting any more views, take the time to do it. And it doesn't take long. The problem I think that most agents have with video is they spend too much time thinking they've got to have real production value behind it. In other words, you know, they want a professional videographer. They want to have a professionally produced video with the green that's and all that sort of stuff. 
you don't need that stuff. It's actually counterproductive. And I have a lot of data on this. I have a video guy that is on staff. It's one of my second highest paid employees. I've got all the equipment. I've got all the production. I have everything. And when I go do a cell phone video in my freaking car, I get far more engagement. I get far more action off that real raw organic piece of content. So God, my first video stand was my daughter's princess boxes. I didn't have any money. I didn't have anything. I had a phone that sucked, by the way. And I had uh, my daughter's princess boxes. That's how I got started doing video content. And so you, you've got to get away from this notion. And the, one of the reasons is because so many people live so perceptively. They're not willing to be their authentic selves. They want people to think that they are successful. They want people to think that they look good uh, so that they can feel good. It's a really uh, superficial way to live your life just my opinion, but, but if you can, if you can get away from all that, that became one of the most loved parts of, you know, my story over the last few years is I went up and I went way down, went bankrupt and had to fight my way back the other direction. Right. And looking back years from now, I get to talk to so many people. That's an inspirational part of the story. That's, that's a this, that's a that, that's a this. And if you've ever experienced that kind of part of your story, people grow to love that. It's called the hero's two journeys. You know, there's the journey of accomplishment and there's the journey of uh, transformation. People uh, you love or people love, uh, you love rather what you accomplish, right? That's what you kind of set out to do. What people love is who you transformed into. And just that's a Hollywood trick. If you want to know how to create video content, tell your story in a way that that really converts. But getting back to it, I know we're probably getting tight on time. Facebook will let us... um, track how long people watch uh, our videos. So if it's three seconds, 10 seconds, 25%, 50%, 75%, if somebody watches at least 50% of our content, we know without a shadow of a doubt, they were interested in what it was that we had to say. I would never encourage you to make your videos longer than three to five minutes. They need to be short, sweet, to the point, uh, take out the fluff, get to the goods. But if somebody watches a significant portion of our content, we're pushing them into the third level of what we're doing. Now, if they just watch a short portion, if they watch three to 10 seconds, we know that we still have a user, we still have a viewer, we wanna take them to the next video in our series. Uh, If you recorded one video a week for the next 52 weeks, you have 52 videos, and you have a whole year of content you can push people through so that you stay top of mind. This is also a great referral model if you wanna stay top of mind to your sphere of influence, put out video content, cut this whole first level out, just put out video content that's relevant to your sphere, and then your level three ad is your call to action is, hey, send me a message right now if you have referrals on Facebook. They're right there. Hey, I heard Becky's trying to buy a home. I'll connect you right now. It's a really easy way to get referrals through Facebook. But if they watch at least half our content, we're pushing them through to an advertisement that looks like this. And our goal here is to get them to book an appointment with us so that we can go through a buyer's consultation or a seller's consultation. Now they'll go through, this can all happen right through Facebook and they'll book an appointment and then we'll have somebody kind of like a doctor's office that immediately starts the confirmation process. Call to confirm the appointment, text to confirm the appointment, email to confirm the appointment, hit up social media to confirm the appointment. You want to confirm this appointment two or three times. Here's what I'll also tell you. Free stuff from Facebook, you will give you a 50% no-show rate on most of what you do. So if you run appointment campaigns, do not be shocked that half the people don't show up. Mm -hmm. I've generated over 15,000 appointments for my own company in the last three and a half years. Half those people never showed up. I wasn't upset about it because it resulted in a multi-million dollar business 
and the, the ROI, the, the numbers worked, right? Now, if the numbers don't work, then it doesn't make sense. But you guys make thousands, and I mean thousands of dollars per transaction. You have the ad dollars to be okay with the fact that half those people aren't going to show up. It's just numbers. It's just math. Uh, so definitely pay attention to that. And I guess I'll give you a throw in that little picture right there. This is uh, Lindsay. She's the agent that's currently selling a home for every $72 she spends in Facebook. This is a uh, late 2018. She had spent $1,577. She sold 26 homes and she was trying to figure out how she could totally take that up a notch. And she says, since she started spending her more money, her ad cost has gone up to $72 a transaction, which is why, you know, my presentation is $72. Right. But, um, and by the way, we've got, we've got literally less than one minute left and we've got a hard stop. So we got to wrap it up. So, uh, Grant, I got to tell you, first of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great information shared today. Uh, in 30 seconds or less, what's your final thought? And then Brian, I'd like to hear your final thought as well. Then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, that's tough. Um, (laughs) the only thing that you have to do to succeed as a real estate agent right now with Facebook ads is it. You just have to do it and you have to do it consistently. It's just like door knocking or cold calling or any other form of going out there and growing a business. It's going to take you three, six, nine months to really build up. If you're the best cold caller on planet earth and you got a deal today, it would not close for 90 days. The same for door knocking, the same for Facebook ads. This is not a magic pill. It's not a get rich quick opportunity. It's nothing that's going to take you to the promised land tomorrow. Understand your business model doesn't get you paid for 60 to 90 days. What Facebook has allowed so many people to do is create leverage. And that's what you really need in your business is leverage. Know your numbers, put out good advertisements, follow up in ways that you know work and go out there and close more deals. I hope that you were able to learn something here today that can help you do any one of those few things. I love it. Brian, your final thoughts. Yeah, great. Grant, thanks so much. I think there's some great information out there. And, and I know you could probably talk for another three or four hours. And I we appreciate you kind of condensing it down and dealing with our questions. But here's my thoughts. The thing that came, no matter the lead source, and I heard Grant say this directly or indirectly, you're going to have to follow up. You, you can buy 100, 1,000, a million leads. If you don't follow up with them, it doesn't matter. But the beauty of it is using a system like Grant's, you have an opportunity to develop something that you know will work over time with the process, and so I really see that uh, that's working well. That's, that's awesome. Congratulations to the person doing seventy-two dollars a transaction. That's amazing. So, love it. And, and Brian, I completely agree with you. You know, the fortune's always in the follow-up, right? Uh, and by, I think one of my biggest takeaways, and I got a lot out of this, but I just got to say, man, you're hardcore, man. Stealing your daughter's princess boxes to use as a video stand. I mean, holy cow. Anyway, that being said. Uh, guys, what, I, what I'm getting out of here is you guys got to get on video. You got to stop being afraid to get on video. You got to start putting more video out there uh, and be real, be authentic, be who you are. Grant, thank you so much. If you guys would like to see Grant's social media blueprint, go to clubwealth.com forward slash Grant Wise, clubwealth.com forward slash Grant Wise, and you can get his social media blueprint for free right there. So take a look at it. And uh, Grant, we'll look forward to having you on again sometime soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.